star running back Jonathan Taylor may be on the trading block. If the Indianapolis Colts are smart, they should trade Jonathan Taylor. We'll explain why on today's edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Hmm. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ah, oh, welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert for Locked On Titans at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Here with my co-host, Alex Clancy, local expert at Locked On Cardinals at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor. I think the Colts should trade Jonathan Taylor. It's the smart thing to do for their team. Also, it is week one of the preseason. We're going to get into some of the best games of the weekend. And should starters even play in the preseason? I can't wait to ask Alex that one. Before we get into all of the, do want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Thank you for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday, NFL content all year round on all apps, always for free. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But with that being said, I have to say, this was a bit of a sneak attack. I don't know if Alex agrees with my heavy take coming out of the gates here on the show, but I'm going to lay it down and let him react. We talked about Jonathan Taylor and some trade targets or some trade options, I guess, for Jonathan Taylor last week. And Alex, we were ahead of the curve because now there is some speculation that that trade may actually take place. Jonathan Taylor this week left the team to go do rehab on his ankle, which we heard it was a back injury that he was dealing with, but now it's the ankle injury that affected him last year. And I am going to put my tinfoil hat on here. And I'm not the only person laying down this theory, but I absolutely do think it's the case. Jonathan Taylor is not at Colts practice right now because he is visiting with other teams and taking physicals to see if they would be willing to trade for him, if he would be worthy of trading for. That's what I think is happening right now. And not only that, we saw Kareem Hunt go and work out for the Colts. I think that's related. I think it would be the smart thing for the Indianapolis Colts to trade Jonathan Taylor. Number one, we know about the conversation about running backs. You simply don't pay a running back. It's not the smart thing to do. You can replace that value with cheaper options. I think that Jonathan Taylor is a very good player. I don't think he's Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's Derrick Henry. I personally don't think he's Nick Chubb. I don't think the Colts' offensive line is what it once was, and I think that Jonathan Taylor doesn't have the natural talent He's not as talented as some of the other top-tier backs in the NFL. That's my personal opinion. And with that in mind, I'm not paying the guy. Most people don't think you should pay any of the guys, no matter how good they are or what tier they're in. And I'll say this. The Colts are better to be as bad as possible this year. They need offensive line, whether it be um, Fashanu from Penn State, Joe Alt from Notre Dame, um, there's a good tackle from Alabama 
who's slipping my mind right now. I'm sure one of our listeners can can uh, double check. Latham, uh, J.C. Latham mm-hmm. from Alabama. There's a ton of really good offensive tackles in the draft. Not to mention Marvin Harrison Jr., which if you're the Colts, you would kill to put Marvin Harrison Jr. with Anthony Richardson for the next decade. So I think not only is it smart for the Colts to trade Jonathan Taylor because they shouldn't pay him, but if they can get draft capital capital back to help them stock the shelves for the Richardson era and at the same time make their team worse by giving and give themselves a better pick in next year's draft, that is what's best for the Colts franchise going forward. And as someone who covers the Titans, who doesn't necessarily want to see the Colts make the right moves and make the smart decisions, I think trading Jonathan Taylor right now before his injuries get worse, before he shows any tread on the tires, I think it would be an excellent decision for the Colts Alex, tell me, am I crazy? No, because there's an owner named Jerry Jones out there who should 100% trade for him. I said this last week. This is a Dallas Cowboys thing. Remember, Jerry Jones once traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, who didn't play good football when he was with the Raiders. This He turned into Amari Cooper from Alabama later. Now, when it comes to Jonathan Taylor, there's a couple of things that the Cowboys don't have. Ezekiel Elliott. And any mm-hmm. sort of real 100% trust in Dak Prescott to lead because we haven't seen it yet. So when Jonathan Taylor, should he should he request a trade? Should the Colts trade him? Yes. Not just to the Cowboys potentially, but this is a time, as you mentioned, strike while the iron's hot. And the Colts, unfortunately, won't get as much as they would have if this happened last season. But right. they'll probably get a second and a fourth for him. I would think and do a hard reset, as you mentioned, and usher in the Anthony Richardson era with him as the most important player on the offensive side of the ball. I think it just, it negates so many things that could potentially be problems later. And with them having to deal with Jim Ursay all the time, the le- the least amount of problems they have to deal with, the better. So I think that at this point, it's too far gone to mm-hmm. solve. So just get rid of them, do it now, rip the Band-Aid off. And it could look like a good move like a, a good business decision almost immediately. Yeah, I agree. And and if if they don't do it now, if they don't do it now, then what's going to happen next year? Are, are they going to have the franchise tag drama with him, make him even more mad, ruin the relationship? Even more? It, just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I do want to at least mention here that as we're recording, the Colts did sign a running back, but it was Jason Huntley, not Kareem Hunt, who they worked hmm. out. Uh, on Tuesday. So they are bringing in a running back, though, which still kind of reinforces my thought that they're not expecting to have Jonathan Taylor around and remember, for a while. And, I think- and remember, Zach Moss played very well down the stretch last year after after coming over from Buffalo with Jonathan Taylor hurt. Now he's out six weeks with a broken arm, I think. He'll be but back, Zach though. Moss yeah. should be the RB1 when he comes back. And you know what? I mean, I, I guess if they want to roll with him and trade him, I don't think it's the, the worst option in the world. Crazy to yeah, think. Yeah, and... Like you pointed out last week, I don't know if Tony Pollard is capable of being a number one running back. So having Jonathan Taylor in there makes a lot of sense. Also want to just say this one last thing. The Cowboys, third in the NFL right now in remaining cap space with $22 Mm -hmm. million. They could absolutely take Jonathan Taylor in, give him an extension, give him more money up front without killing their salary cap space. They could absolutely figure that out. So makes sense from a ton of different angles. But with that being said, it is the first real week of NFL preseason action. Me and Alex are going to look at the slate and point out some of Woo! the best games. And it'll be no shock to you that a lot of those games are all about watching that quarterback 
throw the football. So we're going to dive into all that in just a moment before we do. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. Look, guys, it's so simple. All you do is one live snake draft. We've all done that before. And then there's no waivers. There's no trades. Underdog is going to set your best lineup for you every single week automatically. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger. They're going to have $15 million of total prizes up for grabs and an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the guy who won drafted, or the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. Sign up. Use the promo code locked on. That's one word locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. All right, football fans, let's continue a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Remember, Monday through Friday, NFL content all year round, all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. Tomorrow, Chris Carter and your boy Q will be back to break down Thursday night's action. Very excited for that. Make sure that you guys tune into that that show on Friday. They do a great job there. But with that being said, Alex, time to dive into... uh, Dive into some football games here, and I like to go in order of the days and a matchup on Thursday night that stands out to me is the Houston Texans against the New England Patriots. Sure, I think that Bailey Zappi might be just as good as Mac Jones, so I'm excited to watch Bailey Zappi throw the ball, and of course, C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback, Houston Texans, Plus, they have Will Anderson as a highly drafted rookie. Plus, John Mechie got cancer after being drafted last year and is now back. I mean, I love Jalen Petrie on the Texans as well. Love a lot of people. And D'Amico Ryan's the new coach. I think there's a lot to like about that uh, Texans-Patriots matchup and a lot of intrigue there. Yeah. I mean, thanks for stealing everything. Next. I mean, because <laughs> well, that's, hey, I mean, yeah, that's it. Like. I want to see if I want to see if CJ Stroud will see ghosts with uh, Bill Belichick's defense. Like I want to see, like I want to see what CJ Stroud is going to be like because you and I both think that he was the best quarterback to come out this year. Now we'll see what happens with Anthony Richardson. I think he had the highest floor, even though Bryce Young is seemingly Greg right. Maddox in the backfield <laughs> with reports of of his placement of footballs. But yeah, I mean, I think above all of them, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson against Bill Belichick. With John Mechie as an accent, I think it'd be great. Now, for me, there's a couple, but I'll, I'll go next. Um, I want to see Jameer Gibbs. Like, I, I want to see the Lions. Lions. Because the yep. answer to any question about exciting games, the Lions are going to be mentioned for this year and probably next year, regardless of Jared Goff is quarterback or not, just because that's what Dan Campbell's built. And, you know, they're a fun team now. That they've they've come they're like a phoenix rising from the ashes and they are you know they're a fun team so I think Jameer Gibbs is another one and then you know we'll go but I mean I above all everybody I want to see Bryce Young Bryce Young in a yeah. helmet and pads for the first time looked like 
a an optical illusion because of how slight he looked. And now that that's not any sort of indicator on if he's going to be a great quarterback or not. I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't, you don't have to be, I mean, Brock Osweiler, six, seven, was he good? So, I mean, you know, oh. it doesn't, it, there's no real indicator, but he looked slight the first time we saw him in a helmet and no pad. So I think he's the guy that I want to see above all else in week one. And hopefully he'll get to play a quarter and they don't just put him yeah. in for a couple series to get his, to get his beak wet. Well, there's intrigue on both sides of that game. Uh, the the Panther, the Jets play the Panthers on Saturday. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson is going to be somebody to watch. It's like we don't expect him to play, obviously, over Aaron Rodgers, but there's still a ton of intrigue there with Zach mm-hmm. Wilson as a player. We talked about it with the Hall of Fame game last week. So, want to see Zach Wilson across from Bryce Young as well. I agree with you there. Another matchup that's very interesting to me. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Friday night. Is Kenny Pickett going to play? I'm not big on Kenny Pickett, so I'll be curious to see how he works. The Steelers' offense had a ton of problems. They made some changes. They didn't change the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. I know a lot of Steelers fans who were really hoping that he would be gone. He's not. So how does Kenny Pickett look? And then on the other side, that's you know a quarterback battle with Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. I saw a report Baker Mayfield is going to play in the game. So seeing Trask versus Mayfield and them battle it out there, I think there's some intrigue there for the first week of the preseason. Yeah. Um, see, the thing is with Kenny Pickett, he looks like he'd be a good NFL quarterback. Like if you're like, okay, Kenny Pickett three years from now is a pro bowl. He'd be like, yeah, I see it. I see it. It's the Steelers, they've got the good run first offense, good defense. They've got good pieces around him with George Pickens and, and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is probably number two to most underrated wide receiver in the NFL with sheer volume, even though he didn't have many touchdowns last year. I'm, he had a down you know, year, Pittsburgh but he's in, good. Yeah, Pittsburgh intrigues me. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Like, because you can go a couple different ways with games you want to watch. Like, you're not looking for offensive linemen, okay? You're not looking for defensive right. tackles. You could say the Eagles and see Jalen Carter, see what he can do. He's been running roughshod all over camp through reports. Like, be, watching Bijan Robinson isn't going to interest me. He's a great running back who does what other great running backs do. Like, when I go back to Jameer Gibbs, I want to see something I haven't seen before. Like, I want to watch Jordan Addison. I want to watch right. guys like that who are going to make you jump out of your shorts when, when you watch him play. But there's just so many in week one, there's so many storylines that haven't developed yet that we don't know about yet that week one will will unveil for us moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, the quarterback's fine. Um, I want to watch Michael Wilson home cooking here in Arizona. Michael Wilson is is wowed in camp. and um, Rookie wide receiver out of Stanford. Yep. And then when you look – and when you look at Clayton Toon, fifth-round pick, I believe, out of uh, of Houston – I just paint the picture. So for those who aren't Cardinals fans, um, I paint the picture as this. Okay. And this is never going to happen. It's, it's, it's far fetched, but if Clayton Toon comes out and he is a baller, he's from Houston. It wouldn't be an, a, a, an original story, a five-year starter at university of Houston coming out and being an average or to above average NFL quarterback. If he becomes the quarterback for the future, for the Cardinals, the Cardinals could get eight first round picks next year, trading their top two and trading Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. so I want to see if Clayton Toon can play football because it'd just be fun to yep. watch him and Michael Wilson for the first handful of years, first handful well, of games I mean, before Kyler Murray comes back. A little bit of home cooking here too. I mean, and I don't even think it's just, I mean, Will Levis and Malik Willis. 
watching yeah. them play against the Chicago Bears this weekend. And Matt Eberflus said that Justin Fields is going to play in the preseason game. So you get to watch Justin Fields. You get to see a little Malik Willis, Will Levis competition. That'll be a good one. Rapid fire, just some other ones that I wrote down. Packers versus Bengals. If you get a little bit of Jordan Love and then Jordan whoever Love. Burrow's yeah. backup is, Trevor Simeon, Jake Browning, Reed Sinet. I mean, who's going to step up there? Burrow has to miss games. And then um, Commanders-Browns. The the Howell experience, I, I don't know how I feel there um, about Sam Howell. And then Deshaun Watson is going to play in that game as well. And I think Watson really needs a, a, a bounce-back preseason to kind of yeah. set the vibes right for this year after a struggle in his, in his first year back. But with that being said, we are going to move forward in today's show. We've talked a lot of preseason. The question is, would you play your starters in the preseason head coach, Alex Clancy? We're going to ask that question and answer that question in just a moment. All right. All right, Alex, you ready? Mm-hmm. You're on the hot seat here. Segment three, locked on NFL, preseason, head coach, you come to the podium. Uh, Yeah, uh, Coach Clancy, uh, got your first preseason game of the year. Do you intend to play any of your starters? Do you think starters should play in the preseason? What would be your answer to that? Tyler, I'm going to rip your credentials away if you ask me a dumb question like that again. Uh, <laughs> no, not veteran starters. Uh, I think it's this is a rookie and backup game. I don't think, even in a new scheme like Aaron Rodgers, I don't. he doesn't need to see the field. You know, it's there's nothing that's going to be pressing about week one. Um I think rookie wide receivers, rookie running backs, like position players on offense, play a couple series, may play a half and get out. Like, no, and if they're backup guys who've been on the roster, you know, up until that point from years past, you know, you you play them, you give them more reps and you give the practice squad guy reps. Like, I, I don't, I don't see any upside or proof of concept that you're going to get from week one with new players or starters alike. I just don't see it. Yeah. That, that's I mean, do fair. You? I, I, yes. I, I think they should play at, at least that that the old tradition of letting the starters play like the first quarter or the first half of the third game. I think it's necessary. You can't get ready to play football unless you play football. And I'm from old school football background, dad coaching, play up, down, slap your belly and growl, stuff like that. So um, uh, Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers, always makes fun of me when I get into this old school football guy mode, but uh, I do, I do think, and maybe I'm jaded. The team that I cover, the Titans have historically struggled under Mike Vrabel in week one. The Titans have come out and lost week one a few years in a row. And I think a lot of the reason for that is the Titans want to play a physical style of football that you cannot replicate without actually playing against other teams. You can't replicate it in joint practices. You can't replicate it in training camp. So I think that, you do need to play football to get ready to play football. And while some teams can afford to not do that and just come out and play, I think a lot of teams can't afford to do that. And I think they set themselves back in the first month of the season when there's a, a market inefficiency there. We always talk like the season doesn't start until the season doesn't, the first month of the season is preseason, blah, 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 all that. Well, you could really capitalize on that if your guys are ready to play. And I think that Mm -hmm. the Titans are a team that suffers because they don't play anybody of value in the preseason. And then they come out and get blasted early in the year. And and, and I think that's just a, obviously it's the team I cover. 
It's the team I see the most of. So again, maybe I'm jaded and biased from the results there. Maybe there are other teams that hasn't gone that way, but I think that there are more examples than not of teams that need to play their starters a little bit in the season, um, especially like offensive line play. I think it's just so hard um, to replicate any of that. So I would say, yes, they do need to play some, but I agree with you that generally it's individual case by case and, and situation. I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers as an older quarterback or, you know what I mean? But yeah, overall, generally speaking, I do think that the starters need to play some in the preseason. Yeah. So it's a total chicken of the egg scenario. It, it totally is because no, that you get, there's nothing gained existentially at the time for playing starters in the preseason. Okay. Sure. You get the, you get rolling in the regular season. That's fine. Like Tyler was 17 games. Okay. The season isn't one in the first month. That's the feeling out period. Anyways, Especially with player movement now. It can be lost. It can't be. You, you go 0-3, and three. you go 0-4, the odds are not good for you. Right, right. But if you're going 0-3 or 0-4, it's not because you didn't play your starters in the preseason. There are other reasons why that's happening. Maybe it adds to a little bit of the rust, but right, right. this is the thing where it's like, okay, so you play them and somebody, somebody tears an ACL. Okay, that could happen on any play in practice or in the regular season. I'm not even talking about injuries. I'm talking about the risk reward ratio of putting players in that situation where it can be avoided. Like in the NFL in practice can't be avoided in the regular season. It can't be avoided in the preseason. It is a moneymaker for the NFL. It's so you can gauge talent. That's on the fringe of being cut or being signed. And the starters have already solidified themselves on the roster. Rookies need run. And that unfortunately, because they're young and because they never played in the NFL before, Every snap is meaningful for them. But for people who have already substantiated themselves on the roster, it doesn't even need to be stars. I don't see the risk-reward ratio of putting them in a position to where just to be ready for week one, they could subject themselves to injury when it can be avoided. I feel like that is the main factor as to why they shouldn't play. But I, I get it. Like I'm not like full shot. Right, right. It's a valid argument. It's like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Right, Nobody's right. playing. We're waiting for week one, bubble wrapping it. Bubble wrapping is not the worst case scenario. Like it's not like Very it's not like you know they shouldn't play, but everybody starts to play. It's the it's the it's the antithesis of that. It's like you know yep. what you're protecting your players by not throwing them out there. And yeah, there'll be a little rust for two or three quarters, or a game, two games, whatever. It's not basketball. There's it's not yeah. hockey. There's no absolute cohesion necessary. It, it I mean it's chess. So I don't know. That's me, but, but I see your That's, side as well. It's a total chicken and the egg scenario. Right, right. Absolutely. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's whatever cliche that you want to use. There's arguments on both sides, I understand. And honestly, I'm happy that we, you know, represented both sides of the of the yeah. logic on, on either side. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know down below. Would you play your starters in the preseason? But with that being said, that's going to do it for a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We're getting closer and closer and closer to the regular Woo. season. Make sure you stay locked in here to the Locked On NFL podcast. You're going to get Monday through Friday NFL content all year round, always for free. That's going to do it for us today. As I always say, though, start your weekend early, folks. Little, little Thursday action for you. And, of course, stay safe out there.